0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghosts of the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I'm Phil Sam. Thank you so very much for stopping in and checking us out. And if it's your first time, thank you for checking it out. Hope you enjoy. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, I truly appreciate your support and the fact that you listen. So today we are going to have a little bit of fun. Today we're going to talk about the movement here lately of. Storming Area 51. That's going to be most of the podcast, and also we might get into a little bit of uh, the show Ghost of Morgan City. They had a very interesting episode last, or the last episode that I want to talk about and give my opinion on and kind of open up discussion about it. So stick around. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. so Area 51 now everything knows what Area 51 is it is recognized now as alien or UFO hunting capital of the United States which is very interesting for lack of a better term because let's face it as soon as they acknowledge its existence they probably whatever was there they took it, took it away or moved it somewhere else so this concept of storming Area 51 where, you know, they're trying to get a movement to where to get, you know, a, I've seen reports of 600,000 UFO hunters to storm the gates and just run on in there and try to force them to show them the alien bodies and spaceships. Okay, you can do that. A waste of time. You're, they're probably not there. And it's a waste of time for several reasons. First, probably nothing's there anymore. It's probably just a mere testing facility for top-secret aircraft like, you know, the stuff bomber was developed there. The B-2 was developed there. That's pretty much probably all it is. probably moved the really funky stuff somewhere else by now. It's probably just a cover or a front. They want you talking about that so you don't know... If we do have it, I'm not saying we do, but if we do have it, it's probably somewhere else at this particular time. First of all, I want and hope that this is really just some teenagers or somebody just having a little fun, had a few cocktails, got a little drunk, said, let's start this and see where it goes and see if it takes off. And it has because, you know, I heard of first about it last week on a podcast, and uh, but if I've was willing to bet that is exactly what it is and what's going on here the people who are organizing this probably don't even think it's gonna happen they were just having a little fun now let's get into basically what will happen if you do fun fact I saw and retweeted a, a re- article I guess you for lack of a better word from I believe it yeah Yahoo News and uh Basically, let me read the title. Storm Area 51, U.S. Military Ready to Confront 600,000 Alien Hunters Threatening to Raid Top Secret Base. Everybody's watched YouTube, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen a few videos on Area 51 and seen some of the signs or seen a documentary where you will be shot on sight, and you've seen the little white trucks with guards in it. Now, it's a top secret base and they're trying to deter people from coming. So now would they shoot on site? I don't know. I mean in today I would say twenty years ago, yeah. Six hundred thousand people try to storm the gates. Probably you're gonna have six you're gonna need six hundred body bags. But in today's climate it it'd probably be more hassle than what it's worth. So they're going to do this, which I'm not sure they are. And if they do, they're idiots. But I'm sure the government's taking steps. Like I said, probably nothing's there anyway. And if you think those guard shacks are the front line of defense, that's just a building. The real defense of the of the base is the deeper you get in, the tighter the security is going to be. So getting past the guard shack or the entrance, the main entrance, which funny thing is they're saying they're going to storm gates and run to Area 51. I hate to be the one to tell them this. That's not the most easiest terrain to navigate. If you've seen pictures of it, if you've seen videos. And it's a long ass way. It's not like a guard shack in a parking lot. You walk past the guard shack and there's a building. No. You're going to have to travel miles. So you're going to be running for miles to get there. And there's definitely you're gonna be going over some very rough terrain and meeting resistance. Now will they shoot you? I don't know. I think it'd make for a great story, but probably the government won't want to deal with the backlash of actually shooting people and the lawsuits that'll it'll cost them billions of dollars. So why bother? Odds are nothing's there anyway and it's just a waste of time. Now in this article that I retweeted, there's a quote saying, Storm Error fifty one, they can't stop all of us. Probably true, but they could really make it difficult. And they could stop a few. Bullets starts flying, guess what? People are gonna scatter. It's all fun games till lead starts flying by your head. Um, but there was a real quote where let me see if I can find it. Um basically they want to run Past the gates and run up to the building. Okay, say you, let's for sake of argument, you run past that gate. You got miles to go. You're going to be tired. If you're doing it on the hop, you're going to be tired by the time you get there. And do you think they just have these ships sitting out on runways with tarps over them? Maybe washing them? No. They're tucked away inside the mountain or they're tucked away in the hangars. And I'm sure these hangers have state-of-the-art security or doors. You're just not gonna open the door. You're never gonna get in. You're never gonna get in to see anything. To never gonna get in to see anything. So, what's the point? Now that doesn't even account for what security measures they have between point A and point B. So, do you think that guard shack and just those white trucks are the only security they have? It wouldn't surprise me one bit if they had shit in the ground that'll pop up and pump some lead in your ass, but this the quote that I want to get to is I'm trying to find it here, but that's okay. I remember it i'm I'm going from memory here, so you know don't quote me exactly, but the gist of it is you know he said, we can run faster than them bullets now that is an asinine comment. I mean, I understand what he was going for, but just to say it, basically, he was saying that they can't shoot everybody. Yes, but like I said earlier, as soon as the bull, if the bullets do start flying, then your plan is getting shot because most of those people will turn and run tail. So why even waste the t- waste your time doing? It? I firmly believe that there are people taking this shit very seriously, and if you and if. The person who quoted this actually believes this shit. They should run through it. Hope they they're ready for what they get. If they don't get shot, just a lot, the jail time and fines will kill you. You'd probably be better off to get shot. All they have to do is round up a couple of you. I mean, it's not like they have to get all six hundred thousand of you. They can probably get a vast majority of you, especially if you're going to try to get into a building. It's a funnel. You're going to get into a building. Boom! You're caught. So, is it really worth it? For, I mean, it's it's a fun little prank if that's what it is, which I hope it is. But you're never going to get anywhere close to it. I don't care if you have two million people, and if you do, well, I shouldn't say that. You you probably there should be could be some people who get close to it, but they're not going to get anything. They're not going to learn anything. The only thing they're going to get is handcuffs, or get detained for a while. And who knows what else. I mean, so it's a fun little little social media or viral concept, but it's not going to work. First and foremost, if you were going to plan something like this, you might actually have a chance if you would, I don't know, not advertise it. Word of mouth works wonders. But, you know, let's put it on social media and alert the government that they're going to do this, and to where the government actually responds to it. probably not a good idea. We're gearing up for it. So, how stupid can you be? And how stupid is the public? This is obviously probably just a prank, and it's went viral, and people are taking it seriously. So, I guarantee you there will be some morons that will actually gather and actually probably give it a shot. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be hilarious. I will be giddy with la- I'll be laughing so hard. So I don't know. If you're planning on going if you think I'm wrong, let me know. GITN podcast at gmail.com or send me a message on Twitter at night underscore ghost. I would love to hear your opinion on it. I've got some interesting responses so far on what I've posted on it and just my general talking about it to other people. It'll be interesting. I hope they do do it. I hope it's real because I'd love to see the look on their face because I bet my bottom dollar there ain't shit there. They've moved it if there was anything there in which the bonus episode talked about, Bob Lazar did say there was stuff there in which I covered that on a bonus episode which I just released. If you're a patron of the Patreon account, you got an early access to that bonus video. So if you want to support the podcast, head on over to Patreon and join up. Two bucks will get you early access to any kind of bonus videos that I do, which I do try to do once or twice a month. And you also get a completely ad-free version of the weekly podcast. So if you want to support the podcast, head on over to Patreon and slash GITM podcast. You can donate that way and get some bonus content. Next, I want to talk about Ghost of Morgan City. Now, this is a new show that comes on the Paranormal Network known as Travel Channel because that is pretty much all they freaking do anymore. And uh, this is basically the technique. It's a new series, but it's a spinoff, for lack of a better word, of Ghost of Shepherd Town I think it was last season. Now this has, I really want to talk about the very last episode I believe is episode three. It was called Blue Shirt of Idlewild. Now basically this was a plantation house they went to and I will get into that. They had a very interesting piece of evidence they came across and that is really what I want to talk about but let me just kind of go over a little bit about this show. It the main character, there's naturally um, three people on the show. Second medium, as always, because you must have one of those. Um, the lead investigator for, I guess that's what he is, is Ben Hansen, who you might recognize him. I believe he was a former FBI agent, but also, or worked for the government. I think it was FBI. But also, he was on Factor Fake Paranormal Files, which was a complete horseshit show. And, well, it sucked. Let's be honest. It was horrible. It made Dead Files look like an Emmy winner. So, that is what they're going with. And they have another paranormal investigator. Three people. Good good number four team. I like it. You know, keeping with the standard size group of reality paranormal shows. Um, But, you know, so this show basically is just them in one parish of Louisiana. They're working with the local sheriff's department and or the sheriff's police departments in that area and treating it like an investigation, you know. They're getting calls of I believe in this episode they were somebody they even played. I have not seen them all. I've seen maybe the first one and this one. So, but it seems like, you know, they started this episode out with them playing a dispatch call of an intruder or burglar or whatever with no head, so that tells you right there what they're doing, and they're pandering to the masses who eat this shit up like candy. So, basically, this home was used as a hospital in the Civil War, but then through the episode they found out that it was used during the Yellow Fever epidemic, 1905-ish time frame, and what, through their investigation, they found out that, or they claim that there's a nurse that is still there trying to help people through this, you know, do things, stealing jewelry. Now, one portion of the show, um, Hanson gets his jewel or necklace broken, which, you know, shit happens. Now, yes, how it was edited, you didn't see him get snagged on anything, it just looked like. One minute it was there and the next minute he said, oh, my necklace is broke. Okay, whatever. Maybe. But then, you know, they're doing an EVP session and here's where it gets interesting. They go, he goes to, and this is what cracks me up, to an RV. And they call it the ghost coach, which, a little tacky. I mean, come on. Travel Channel, You can do better than that. So, and next thing you know, before they go to it naturally, they do it with a commercial break cut where something big starts happening and then they go to commercial, come back, and he's there watching the uh, monitor. And apparently, while he was reviewing the EVPs, he uh, was watching the monitors as well. And next thing you know, an aberration walks through a door frame or not through a door frame but from one end of the they're looking through a door the cameras pointed and looking in a room and there's a doorway and something walks by and it's I'll give them credit if this is a legitimate then it is a phenomenal piece of evidence but notice I said the word if it's legitimate I don't know if we can buy it because it's TV. The name of the game is to get people to watch the show. And so producers, directors, showrunners, they will play fast and loose with the rules. And they're not above faking it. I will say the reaction of the cast was very, was good. I mean, if it was faked and they knew it was faked, then... They deserve Emmys for that shit because they looked legitimately surprised, excited. Things started popping. You could tell that they—that was great acting if they knew about it. And they talk about how it is translucent, which through, when I watched it, didn't really look translucent. Translucent, it looked more, how can I say this, blurry. I mean, but they did do their due diligence. They sent somebody in to try to replicate it I applaud them for that but I don't, I'm just so skeptical it's not even skeptical if you've listened to me you know that I talk about you have to be or approach the paranormal or any kind of investigations of this type with a skeptical mindset that's fine That's keeps your mind open it keeps you sharp but when it comes to these reality shows and that's what they are I'm going to say you need to be more cynical. Or at least I am more cynical because you can't, you can't take it at face value. You know, the pe- people I haven't really looked, I'm sure they're I was blowing up, talking about what a great piece of evidence. But the thing is there are so many of these shows now that they're going to have to start one-upping each other. And it seems like it's kind of starting to happen. You know... For them to stay relevant, you know, they have to keep up with Ghost Adventures. You know, they had an episode not too long, last week or two weeks ago, where they had a really good piece of evidence. You know, so they know they have to up the game. And for them to make the cut, you know, they they might cheat a little bit. And I've always taken the stance when it comes to evidence like that. I wasn't there, so I am I can't confirm or deny. Now, if I was there and saw that and could, was part of the recreation of it, that kind of evidence, or that kind of footage, okay, I might be a little, you know, then I could say for sure, yeah, I mean, I hope it's real, I mean, but when it comes to these paranormal shows, it's just, um, it's hit or miss, I mean, but this show is, it's freaking horrible, honestly, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. It's not that good. It it almost seems like they're trying too hard. They're they're in Louisiana, and they're talking about, you know, they're playing up the voodoo thing, and they keep saying, well, there's voodoo practice on here. No shit, it's Louisiana. Everybody knows that, that. You're not enlightening us or you're not breaking any news stories there. We know that shit goes on in Louisiana. So it's just a horrible show. I mean, I don't even like the premise that much. One area cannot have that much activity. So, it's, but I'm sure people are watching it, and some people are going to beat it up. So, more power to them. But don't come to me on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever and talk about the great paranormal events that they they collect. Because odds are if I was a bad man, and I had to bet the mortgage on it, that's horseshit. I could be wrong, and I hope I am wrong, but, I'm just not going to go out on a limb. I mean it's they're trying to get people to watch because they want advertisers. They want to stick around for another season that's more money in their pocket, and when there's money involved, shit gets the rules kind of go out the window a little bit, so that is really what I have to say if you want to comment. And light me up because you love the show. By all means, feel free. You can leave a comment on the show note page at ghostinthenightpodcast.com or on Twitter. You, my handle is at night underscore ghost. And light me up if you want. Or if you agree with me, let me know. Um, Don't forget, we do have um, paranormal merchandise um, on Spreadshirt. It's GITM Podcast is the Spreadshirt shop name. Or you can go to ghostandknightpodcast.com and there's a link there. You'll see it shared on the main homepage and just click on it will take you to our vast selection of merchandise. That's always an option if you want to support the show or like I said earlier, we do have the Patreon account at gitmpodcast patreon.com backslash G-T-I-M podcast. Also, However you listen to this podcast, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to Gives a review if you so desire, good or bad. If you have a question, be sure to reach out to me in any one of those ways, and we will. I will get with you. In upcoming episodes, I'm gonna do another kind of series of episodes that are, because the topic I want to address is about dimensions and the multiverse or Simulation theory that kind of stuff and what role that plays with the paranormal because if you've list, if you've listened to episode one I kind of laid it out and explained hey I'm not even a hundred percent sure these ghostly encounters or this paranormal activity that these ghost hunting teams are have or that I have had when I've been on investigations are truly about the spirit world there is a possibility that it could just be a dimensional thing and we are kind of getting a bleed off or a window into or hearing cross things crossing over and that's really what the activity is it's not really the spirit world it's not your dead grandma or past relatives coming back to watch over you or a spirit haunting a building or a church or an opera house which seems to be the case in the most Scenarios, so you know I don't know, but I want to dive into this topic. I'm hopefully I think I got a guest scheduled, and we're gonna go from there and see what that brings. Um, what else do we have? Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I think that's it. Um just just remember to uh, just remember that I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Uh, feel free to reach out to me and let me know that you do like it and do enjoy it. Um, we do have, like I said, the Patreon account, but I also do post videos on YouTube, so subscribe to the YouTube channel as another way to get some extra content. I do do investigations, and I have some coming up here in the near future that I'm going to go on, and I record, or I record a lot of footage, and record a lot, oh, that reminds me, I want to get to this, um, if you've listened, you've probably heard my last couple of podcasts where I did an interview with um, Reverend Connell, who is a demonologist and exorcist. Um, I'm analy- i when I edited that interview or that conversation. Um, I found some weird shit on it, honestly, and I couldn't make it out. Now, naturally, I cut it out of the podcast. So, if you listen to those. Episodes, it's not in there, um. But I, I, w- I have been in contact with him. I've sent, isolated these, for lack of a better term, their EVPs. There appears to be somebody else on the line with us. But I isolated them, and I sent those out to some a friend of mine, and he's looking at him or listening to him, I should say. And as soon as he gets back with me, I'm going to get with Reverend Connell and I will share that maybe next week or maybe in a bonus episode I want to share that with you guys and talk about that because that is kind of creepy and with the subject matter that we were conversing about mm, I don't know I mean it's really fascinating because I don't know what it is Um, especially with what Reverend Connell does I've always been aware of the fact that when I go on investigations I could get attachments now. If you're dealing with the demon world, there's a chance you could get an attachment, or even a more of a chance you could get a, an attachment than just me going to the supposedly haunted house. Um. So I want to get those opinions. I want Reverend Connell to listen to it because I know his wife was there as well, and in the what I'm going to send him and talk to him about, and what I sent to the other person, it <clears throat> there I did isolate one area where his wife was in the background so as a control I want and there was two other ones that I found essentially or that I noticed that I, or that I caught Um, but one of them was a female voice another female voice so I'm 100 I can't rule out 100% that that was her and but then I'm pretty sure there was another male voice and I when with when I contacted Reverend Connell, I did get confirmation that the only people in the home at that time was um him and his wife, his daughter was not there, so it's interesting, and I will have that for you probably like I said next week. It's interesting i you know I'm really looking forward to talking to my buddy that I had listened to it and see what he has to say. He kind of sent me a message saying. It's, there's some weird stuff he's kind of he's hearing some weird stuff but he hasn't been able he wants to check it out a little bit more and go over it and find you know see if he can clean it up a little bit more and let me know what he what it was or what his opinion of it is or let me know what he thinks it is or what it's saying I mean I can't make it out but that is definitely to be um, be on the lookout for that so I think that's it for this week i appreciate you listening and if you have any questions like i said or you have a show idea or you have an experience just send me an email at gitmpodcast at gmail.com and we will go from there and if you have that experience i might even have you on and let you share that experience so until next week take care everybody For some straight talk. Look, we all know the sound. Oh. It happens. Your phone. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection that covers those kinds of mishaps. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus more features like 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless only at Walmart. See mobile protect terms and conditions at slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply.